Church podcast. The following message was previously recorded at the Garden Church in downtown Long Beach, California. Father, we just uh, thank you for this topic, for opportunity to hear stories and in our lives and the body of people that you're working through. So we just pray that we'll be inspired and, and have what you're doing in our congregation through what happens today. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, 
after he the story, I can see them sitting there with a but it's not the rules and rules that I can control. I have to change. I have to grow to learn those that are out of comfort zone. Basically, say, yeah, I'll be fine. And see, the myths of us in the church off, and there's something that we're, something that we want, just want to have for our lives. We just kind of want to. I didn't complete you filled. I reckon one of the biggest keys that us is the totality of his life is to learn the love curve and the life right in contact with that. I will be going through that. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, full of his love, not based on works, but based on the fact we know. That we have a father who is, and because he did, we're free to love others. A revolution of religion, the dad, the dad who protects Jesus. And so it's been for me being in church for the last months is that our website find a hundred and fifty program that the garden does. You're not going to find every ministry that does. But back some layer, you start finding that we are made up of different culture of people that are getting there. And they're serving right with them because it's who they are. And it's out of a love. So these tests I'm going to give are not hard. I want a little bit this morning. Encouraged to be inspired to see what God is in our body. So if I ask you, you are, come on up, you run here, so you don't have a lot of to do. Mr. Pulu, would you come on up? John Pulu's going to kiss off this morning. And we have stories. <laughs> and could you make this Okay. I like to call John Deacon. John. John. Reason we kick it off. We had a volunteer leader, um, a banker, or able to come because he his knees. But I do this thing for me for the golden shovel. And he gave it to the volunteer here. And this was done by John with a war shovel. Um, how he served our community. Now, John, now completely embarrassed you. I want to ask you me some stories. When I come to set up block every Sunday, and I'll just talk to you. And consistently, it's about serving. Could you share me a little about where the hall sharing with me a story? The socks will be in the park. So much. Uh, Give away. Looking around where I can socks, but thanks to And he gave me a lot. Half of our church, I gave up. Blocks away, every single 115 of them. That's good part of giving, for a sad part. We want to do more for them. We don't have the resources. We can only pray that somewhere, somehow, find the resources needed for the left. They can search whatever program they need. So, what, why did you do that? What put it in your heart? Wake up and think, give 150 pairs of socks. What was it about that? 
that that bitch could do that. I like that kid. It's far. It's far. You know who he loves. And probably uh how needed I don't need a Little bit of living is a whole lot to them. It's not a little bit. So we find ourselves as we go about our business. Always come upon someone for a handout. Take one minute of your thoughts. Out from birds of hope, a little sound. It doesn't have to stay there. A little sound makes a hope. You go this last your neighbor, they're like away in your and a kind crisis and effects. Can you tell me that and what kind of do? You gotta be top and another way of giving is to help. It doesn't matter who, even if you don't person, help them anyway. Person I know in real will. He's a little nice, but you know, one good evening. Every time me, I say, Don't send me to Christ. We are really close. So I pray for him. I promise you to keep it short. Yeah. Thank you so much. German right there. Wendy, would you come and check it? Come. Wendy, have a reason to drink. We're sharing a story. I'm going to ask Wendy back in a little bit about providing some shoes through a work at involved with the and they do an hour to provide showers. Yes. Can you share the not just what they do, but what was it that you motivated you to get involved? It was like I like helping I really have a heart for that. Is um becoming involved in community like when I was first I was trying to figure out what does that look like throughout? And um, they touched my heart was for um, a mission, a mission feeding homeless, bringing lunches. And I realized that when we they didn't really want them. They were asking more for the soap. Like we had socks and toothbrushes. And so this place, um, my eyes to something that I didn't really they're not hungry, but want necessities that, that we're fortunate enough, and that's harder for them. Shower program at St. Luke's. I'm there at set club. Get a shirt, um, new underwear, and they have a little vanity comes with a, a toothbrush, cute and toothbrush. Um, that's just simple ones. And a month there's a bigger group that bigger packet which has like like you have materials and I don't know like issues and new paste. It's more things. <laughs> I can't really everything in it but it's different. It's nice to get that one. It's just as you have served and you've been just like this, done to back your walk with Christ. Um, for me, it just—it's really interesting. Gone through like, oh, I'm involved, and then come back to to be so involved. So I struggle of um, you know, what that looks like and how I'm able to just uh, able to. On like centering myself and what he wants me to do and where he wants me. Awesome. 
Wendy, when a couple like once in this ministry, you should restore a couple weeks ago about simply need where God put you opportunity to fill it as we're able to, to move to his shoes. You a little bit about that? Okay. And Chris and I have joined with Jackie month as a new job. And when you're back there sewing the clothes, there's a closet for men. And after they're done having their shower, their clothes, and they get shoes. Look at this. I Man, there's three pairs of dress shoes which our homeless friends do not really want. They need athletic shoes, walking shoes, comfortable hair. And you can disappointment on their face when they couldn't find, you know, some, some nice shoes or something comfortable. So I asked Gail, who's in charge of the, whole, the program, but, you know, there's really not enough shoes. That's one of the hardest things to get. So I put myself... We know a lot of runners. My husband, Chris, and I, we do marathon events. We know a ton to run. And it's nine miles. The shoes are no longer good because they don't serve the shop. But they're perfectly fitting. And I know Roadrunner runners find your old pair. So we can ask all our runners. And then... I work at Boeing in Long Beach, and one of my daughters, uh, her dog, um, boyfriend, runners high, uh, stores, and she, I asked her, well, do you think I could put in or something, so she texted and it turns out, like a hundred pairs of shoes for me to take, <laughs> and so, kind of bad, I'm just making another organization, appears on the box, they were recycling materials, so, hey, these shoes are human beings, that trumps recycling, so, he gave me their 100 and, uh, my husband picked them up in our truck, and we to St. Luke's, yeah, yeah. It's something when you share the store, because, getting, getting, um, Shoes as phenomenal as you were talking about the burdens of relationship and difficulty serving this way. Maybe share a little bit about okay. what it's like to, to cross and to in with people that are in some of these difficult situations. Believe it or not, uh, well, I, well, this church is actually five years old. Uh, Rock Harbor called in the community who's in speech. So that's when the Long Beach project started. This wasn't even called. And that's when we started learning about uh, ministry. It's not food. They need a relationship. So it's more ministries than anything. If you are a part of something, it's a up regularly so that you can build a relationship. What we're doing is uh, pouring your fresh in people and so we're, we were talking about that <laughs> and also around you um, do you have heart observe the needs so you I mean, oh, this is what, I mean it's really very simple it's difficult and then the action yeah. thank you so oh, much one more thing. Oh. <laughs> you need a in your closet uh Send me your albums. No longer need uh clothes at those comfortable clothes that are because my phone. Uh you need to do the mirror job and Chris because I have extra stuff in the closet you can clean and uh, do your cleaning. Do the shoes, you know homeless run the, the shoes, so your shoes. That's awesome. Your shoes. Come on up. Well, I want to get someone who is learning to love the servant that's way context of where they work. A lot of times we look and we say, man, I love to do ministry, do stuff outside. 
But I do. We don't look next to the people that we 50, 60 hours a week. Sarah, would you share a little bit what's doing it to do this? We're working. Yeah. So, um, actually, position is some people might not know, pretty much in between a nurse. So I have my own patients. I prescribe medicine. Own kind of group of people that make me. So um, these last few years, came full time before I had my baby. Um, I was working 40 hours, and I always do medical ministry. And so Saturday, we were at Harbor, and we would do medical. Ministry. I was just slowly getting burnt, and God revealed that my ministry is really work, and uh, and He overflow. I, he overflows teaching um, at ministry is patients that I see every day to them and loving them not a check mark I did minister today and so um, God really just empowered me to start praying with my patients and touching um, my heart what work means and over the past and what that changed your relationship with the Lord well, was, well, one story to share really quick is things come in a lot of times with pain or palpitation and really underlining. So, um, but you pull out any medical problems. I've seen her a couple of times and kind of had medical, uh, she didn't have any medical issues. And then asked, hey, is there anything going on in your And all of a sudden she stopped in for about 30 minutes she's going through I just pray with her and pray with her all the time but God was calling me to do and, and my mom was telling me she was going through a divorce had no money so I was all clean but she can't afford or even the subsidized count and I said well my mom we're, my parents are going through a divorce something called divorce recovery and Orange County, and it's like $40 for the thing, and I just, for the info, and kind of, and I didn't hear from her, and uh, two years later, an email saying, thank you for changing my life, and um, it was just such a humbling experience, you know, you can all this stuff, and you send patients information, and to hear someone back that I to where I told them to go, or like to them to go, which is a thing, and I don't know where she was at. God just through that experience totally changed me and like each steal this from my computer, but before Peter pastor, he worked at Chick-fil-A. He said, um, everyone that came to his counter, he, he said, I, I want to treat coming to heaven and comes up to the counter your experience you know their experience it's a pretty amazing man um, I with my patients and just say these this, this might be the experience and use me through that so anyways God just like very in those stories so awesome thank you so much <laughs> Right, there's a conversation on giving tangible meaning of being in the context of mind where people you choose and you can meet them. Decided but you can value the church what it means to live your neighbor and what more powers of not just for you. And then never the dedicated what God can do through the was on our, our prayer team and at the at Milken High School. Um and I wanted him to a little bit about um some prayer walks stuff that you've been a few years and what are you doing over there? Yeah, I've been like in about ten years I, I English teacher. I'm sponsored a uh, club at lunch and open it up and the pastors come. Well, um, as a teacher, there are huge needs with high school. Really hard. First of all, very hard for us to walk 
and spirit and avoid the in, in the high school setting. Secondly, there's just huge, huge, you go on all night talking about Holzer and students' lives. So um, there was a teacher that, that said, you know, you should really do walk and walk the campus, campus. And I felt the prompting me, but I didn't really obey the prompting for three years. God was naked with the Holy Spirit. God was at work. He wasn't going to oh, I, you know. So throughout three years, I really have to do this. So I, the prayer warrior, friend of mine, and we went in August and um, in the parking lot, circled the school three times, praying for uh, from the custodians, principals, we prayed for all students, just really break down strongholds, trees, and just flood military presence. And uh, this time, there was an organization wanted to do on campus during lunch, with the, but the principals basically. They, this organization went to every school, and most the other high schools opened their campus up, and would not. So, after this prayer, um, very, um, within probably the first month, a suit came up. Mr. Hutchinson would sponsor a So, they answered a prayer. So, I said, after lunch, I sponsored another um, Christian prayer club found out the Fellowship of Christians started that very year as well. It was a huge ministry that opened up a, a profound, you know, Christian Millican campus. I found to get saved in my classroom except Christ. It's amazing. Uh, we've had a pizza blast in the, autumn, in the gym and, and many kids have accepted Christ. I am Amazing will do. So we've been doing prayer in August uh, before for the last three or four years. It keeps doing more and more. So what I decided to uh, piggyback on that in prayer walk, and I think less of you active part of the prayer team here, and I thought we need to do another. So um, I organized one of um, the, the leadership to to a day. And so walked after church around knowing that the garden, physical garden we had, that John was going to be here. So we, we um, had about three different people go around the neighborhood. And we just happened to come around school. And so we did not know. We were at the, um, at the Seventh-day Adventist Church at the time, and we had no idea that we were going to end up, end up praying and blessing with all kinds of... Uh, and my wife and Barbara happened to circle this not knowing that we did, two pairs of us went around Franklin Middle School three praying for the same thing, praying for the, the kids, the ministries. God was just preparing the soil here, and we hadn't, he was up. It's what Pete said, just worship that God is up to working before you even get up in the morning. And um, I just <laughs> for prayer. So, my, my I uh, so you keep pressing it to prayer. So, all right. Enthusiasm. All right. Even in just, he was talking about that praying for friends. The favor that we have church. With, I mean, they have just in. Monday, 
um, it's an informal settlement mainly made up of shops and uh, Cape Town, inland from Cape Town, in Bellenbosch. Okay. And how long have you guys been there? Um, I was born there. Okay. <laughs> he was one of the running around back then. I've been there for it'll be three years. Okay. And you guys, we talk about loving your neighbor. Give me some examples. Last three years, what God's doing. Uh, you know, in your, in your, living in Sprinter. Well, um, this is how it looks from, from here. I was wondering that, like, oh. <laughs> Alright, um. There's one set of. I saw him, it was watching. It's his room. Yeah, um. That makes me feel comfortable. So, um, we have Temba. That is. Temba means hope. Um, trust and faith. Um, back home, have, that's existed more. Kids and grown ups. So, our ministry is to bring that back, to bring it back. So, it's, it's the last few years has been really, um, explained, but we were um, teenagers, age 18 to. 20 and 1. Um, the later, the later. Yes, well, yeah, I worked with my and, and told me, like, came out kind of neighbor helping. But we have, like, a regular schedule of shops and things we do with the Um, But the part that actually came to my mind uh, was something you can't really plan for. Um, in March, there was a fire in Kaiman. And there are, there are some um, brick houses. There are these really big, or like, um, like probably half, um, I guess, or I don't know, half my half a square. There you go, <laughs> math. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a big area, which is actually where up, and in March um, we were actually house and put his sister um, who lives in his old shack calls and says are you in cracks or burning and they're about this close together and you can kind of squeeze through and make little but they're very close together and um, you'll have like one average amount of people living there five to six um, so probably a shack the size of your bedroom and about five or six people will be living so the shack is burning so we and basically, the fire starts to watch it and watch it shack to shack and the wind changing directions. And, and before we knew it, we needed to start sister shack um, so she could save her belongings. Like, like the, the thing is, um, kind of, it reminds like the death rush on the Titanic. People just running around, pushing past everyone. Everyone's like, all of their lives belong in piles on the side of the road. And um, the fire started at 12 o'clock at night, and from 12 o'clock at night to 6 o'clock, it burned jacks. He spent, like, you, you see, these were people who were like, the entire movies, and you're seriously, like, passed out by now. You have this, like, adrenaline where you just keep going, and, and, and we, we need to clean up people's shacks. And we, we were able to leave three people's um, things in their, in their homes. We would just clean out and too close. Electricity would go out, get out. And because uh, I lived in the community, at my house we had about samples, like every living room, in the kitchen, the driveway, in the front yard, piled up everywhere. And it was just over 4,000 people by the end of the, the next the morning of the next day. But then with our kids, the kids were supposed to sort of camp the fall. And some of them even lost it. Sat down with them and we said, Look, we know you want to go to camp. I think it would be okay if we postpone outreach. And so we have about 40 kids in the ages of 15 and 18 um, forfeit their camp. And, and these are all kids. Community camp is like 
camp. Like they look forward to camp. They also live in shacks and struggle to have and parents are alcoholicing or they all have their own stuff, but they forfeited um, their camp to, to build ways um, to go and help build their homes. So that was just that I, I thought. You've been out there to move for me. It's into that con and you've served in, in a difficult environment. Taught you about violence and his heart. Uh, it like sorry. Um, it's just kind of taught me um, to not to not head too far. <laughs> just don't know what you have around the next corner. So like my original letter that I sent out was like, oh, I'm gonna go and work with some for four months, and I'm gonna go there and go all the way around. This is my plan, and it's just like. Anyway, I mean, I'm, I went there to do, but I'm like still in the same place, and I've like to hold everything like this, and to be aware of everything. You know, you just what what he'll show you. Next. Yeah. We're gonna be praying for you to the end. Of Thank you so much, Mana. Each left, Peter Shimer. And I asked Peter to come up because with a group of in and what's called the Christian House. Um, and it's true, right? Oh, I won't say that. I won't go there. Uh, yes. You guys in Twitter that a lot of people. Um, Normal move into um, in in a and um, purpose really outside your context. Can you share me a little bit or beyond that thousand? So the guy's been living there I think about two and a half, maybe three years. He wasn't one of the original to live there for about a year now. And um, I was talking to one of that originally moved there and heart that was center and you can have correct theology whatever but uh, I think she's saying go and make disciples and do things that have managed what he commanded love your God with all your heart and love your neighbor and I think that's any more and uh, one support that kind of sticks is right after and I I was I didn't I had never met I didn't know their names, you know, um, and I didn't really care to the portfolio, and, and uh, you know, I read, and that was that, and, shoot, and, uh, and so, I uh, this house for two weeks, uh, the reason was because I was in community, and I was possible in there, but I've been living in this house for maybe two weeks. Uh, we could invite it over to Amber's house because uh, it's had this lady in Long Beach for uh, competition parties and had a place to live but she eat, and it was a horrible situation so they dropped with the one of our neighbors for dinner we're eating dinner at the full February night in Long Beach degrees or something and windows are open and about half we hear a bunch of pop and we're like oh that's firework worry about that. And as we had walked uh, to her, uh, the guy that we moved into, just got married, introduced us to a bunch of kids, and you know, you hear all these things or whatever else, and I don't know anything, right? and I've watched the part, that's it. And, um, <laughs> seriously. And, uh, and so, you know, everyone's wearing red, eat these kids, and they're all cool, God, and that was the only reason they don't said hi to me or whatever so and Scott had a relationship with him and we said hi or whatever and I hear all these things stories and as there's pops and um that had a uh, shot in the head and neck and uh, he was an instant pop and here uh, and that was in the news you know we put in the news and 
burgers in the next two weeks, right? In the same block. You don't hear about any of that stuff. And um, so I moved there, and I was thinking, I'll do stuff for these people, have an impact. And um, yeah, I, I just think there's so many out there uh, to, to meet people, be in relation and disciple to them, to love them, right? I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that that has happened to me than I've done to other people. You know, move in and use every weekend in a kind of unknown meat day, an unknown meat. No clue what it is, but it all tastes great. And, and you know, here's a bowl of food, you know? I don't do that, I go to portfolio. So, that's it's a, it's a cool neighborhood. And it's one of the, the, the lessons that when you move in your context, it's not easy. And, uh, the event you try to do, what it is, um, and just pulling the heart. Yeah. And sometimes you may. Yeah. So there's a. <laughs> if there was a wicked for the Drake Fire Day, with the least, the first and least efficient charity in the kind. And so I just know, I got a bunch of people and sent them to advertise a little bit. Like, we were just going to put in a box day And uh, it was for us to enter, and like, all that was going to go to my house, get Walmart or something. And um, so, you know, the morning, we put out all the cones and like, cable out with the raid and like, a million cups, and uh, two people showed up, and, uh, and one infant. So, uh, Rosine was the champion of the Drake Park Five. <laughs> but even through that, just because, you know, some money and went out, still one of my groceries for two. You know, and two people showed up. The impact that you can have is bananas and burning eggs. Thanks, man. Okay, <laughs> next, please, please. Please get a chair about an opportunity we have right in context. Been working for four or five months, children's ministry quite a bit. Share what you see, but you serve these kids. You don't have kids, right? But you serve our kids. Why the kids in the garden? Well, the opportunity to me, honestly, before he was presented, just weeks that I was having a conversation with him, said, I will never work in children's ministry. Really. I work with family. It's my career, and I love it. And so I was like, I, I can't. So a few weeks later, one of my dearest friends just in conversation said, oh, yeah, tears for children's ministry, and that's not going to work for me. I see what's coming. Well, a few weeks later, I was in the class, and I fell in love. And so since then, it's just kind of to um, do pretty much every week in one form or another. And I've met some people, and being with people is awesome inspiring and they're and not just your or super cool and everything but also the kids they come and it's to be able to share God's work with them a reflection of God's love and in there you start doing a little bit of public scene that there's out it's not an easy job so you had an idea that you wanted to share we are doing what we're doing a lot to a project. And for those of you that don't know, three of the classrooms of building to the far right, these are classrooms that friends use five days a week their kids. In the morning, we come, we completely take classrooms, set up our school classrooms. And at the end of church, we tear down our classrooms, and then we set our Weeks as best we can. Out of use, we're in the room, 
and moving their things around and we do our all back just right, but it doesn't always happen as so we sing it really this sacrifice on and very gracious to let us use this. and so the thank you. We are making crates and we're gonna put tons of in there and also gift cards for our restaurant just so they can go as a thank you. A picture of our kid holding a sign to the sink and they're gonna get Starbucks in addition to all the guys we're gonna put in the crates and if there's cards yes, out on the host table for yay with the list of the supplies that we're hoping and starting to see we'll have a bit if you could bring them and drop them in the and if you could do that by we're gonna put the crates together out for leftover donations we're going to give straight to principals for the school as a whole. Outstanding. Thank you, Lisa. And you by their love of always looking to find where the monies were going to come from. We'll start shaking. Community people start looking at you person because they're loving it's rare that it would look for someone or someplace one that's um looted disconnected their problems focused on I you know happy and you it's people life is as it is have experienced Christ begin to share that and that's not waiting invitation or for the head, but just after the love for Christ, the opportunities are all around. So this point, hopefully, we saw a few of those closing on this part. This sermon, I want you to go to Mike's eight. And towards Mike's six, question is asked, I come before the Lord, self before God on high. Shall I come before offerings with a gold? Will the Lord a thousand of rams or ten thousand of rivers of Should I give my from my transgression the food of for the sin of my soul? Before we get to the famous the question asked by the Lord, I still not enough. I want to work for myself. Do something, and the answer that you can really do anything except a man do what is good or required to do, this and this and walk home. But when I see the testimonies, I hope the guard is just in place. We as followers of Christ walking humbly. Invite the Holy Spirit to a power and then acting. You don't have any um, Jesus success. Two people might show up to your fight. You might serve an act that never gets off the truck. You might move into issue and poorly. So you Jesus respond, fix the problems. He didn't say come up with them. To be the person that know my heart, experience me enough that they will know you by and go and do that they're actually minded. And that hope if you come in with problems, it's not just to stay and not try to have it, not try to do it by work, but by experiencing it. That you will others and you can serve them. We're going to actually that at the congregation too, to the garden. This might be a little uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, but we're actually going to be a match. And in prayers, you would come up. Um, we're going to pray in three different The first way we're going to pray. 
that's they're going to pray next. We family and our neighbors. Some people to love. We're going to pray for our community, and we're going to pray for our next. And then we're going to pray for people that actually called do this even further context. There's a group literally tomorrow to go. There's the share going back to this week. Then we um Sue to Kenya tomorrow. I'm actually going with my son to And uh God's doing a lot in our church. If you're pray for that instruction do it in about three or four minutes a cluster is ten to people right just gonna turn up um, Peter can pray and again to pray if you feel comfortable don't is praying fine but what we have is just a combination of every family presented just think of three hundred 50. Every family, your extended family, neighbors would be great for. And so, go ahead and add one to leave. And I will the next section here. Praying for your family. Praying for your Thank you for listening to the Garden Church Podcast. For more information about the Garden Church, visit thegardenlb.org.